seven. Boy, and you are just plain out of guesses. <laughs> you almost, I almost did a spit take there. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, by the way, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you like that one too? <laughs> yeah. Well, a gracious uh, greeting to you all, dear friends, and uh, welcome once again to Fusebox. This is number 27 in our illustrious program, and I'm your polymorphous host, Mark Rose, with the uh, mildly bemused assistance of Milt Keynes over there at the Pseudopod-like controls. And uh, thanks ever so much for pushing play on this edition of our show today. Foik be its name, and uh, know it by no other. Yeah, this is a great acronym for some stuff that we're going to uh, delve into in a little bit. (laughs) But first, as they say, I'd like to uh, share a little surprise I had the other day, which is sort of kind of fitting since uh, I'm recording this uh, on Halloween, and so it feels a little like that in the air anyway, you know what I mean? Uh, uh-oh. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, gentle listeners, let me tell you, if I may, how the production process of this show goes. Now, I know that's, you know, eye-glazingly geeky, but some people care, you know, and it actually does serve my point here. So, um... uh, you, You need some coffee or anything? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, prune Danish? No, thank you. Do like those, but no thank you. I'm, uh, keen to relay a little after-show post-bonus I had the pleasure to experience. <clears throat> so, the way it works is that I do the post-production on the program, obviously, when it's completed. And then I hand it off to the, uh, always trustworthy and technically capable hands of our buddy over there, Milt Keynes, who then does the uh, typical pre-upload wrangling of show art. And and show art, by the way, always beautifully rendered by our teammate Jeff Pollard over there, huh? Thank you very much. Uh, he wasn't in on this with you, was he? I take the fifth. Mr. Keynes! Were you then, or are you now? A member of the Communist Party. Settle down. Settle down. I will have order. So, I hand it off, and uh, Milt does his thing, and uh, everything is grand, or so I think. Now, folks, (laughs) you got to realize, when post-producing this show, um, I go over it pretty thoroughly, so I know usually what's in the show, or in this case, what's not in the show, you know? So I'm laying there in bed that night. This is the last program. And, uh, you know, you're just going over day's activities, which we all do, and they haunt us, don't they? Huh? Sort of. Yeah. So I'm laying there, and uh, it just dawns on me, Oh, criminy. Did I mention Sunshine Griffith's new book? Because she just had one coming out, and she was a guest on that particular show, if you recall. And 
she's got quite a following, you know, she's in the millions of people. And uh, this is no joke. Check her out. But I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, God, did I forget to do this? So, eh. So it's like about 3.30 in the morning, you know. And so I'm thinking, all right, it hasn't gone up. It's sitting on the server. It's scheduled to go up the next day. So why don't I just download it right now and check? That way I can get the remaining 15 minutes of sleep I'm going to get. And uh, that way I'll feel better about it. And so uh, I download it and uh, push play. And uh, the first thing I realize is I don't hear this. Right. But what I do hear is this. Uh, hi. Uh, it's uh, Melt here, the, the board op from Fusebox. And uh, I had to get away from things to kind of set this up. But uh, kind of wanted to set the record straight for some things that happened on the last show. Well, we... We aired a spot that wasn't supposed to be. Now, this part right here is is referring to a spot we had aired the week before uh, on a show called Stupor Moon, which uh, had uh, our dear friend Milt over there being um, berated by a six-year-old, albeit talented six-year-old girl, which, of course, did occur. Now, granted, it wasn't supposed to be shared that way, but hey, I was a little light on content, okay, for that show. So I thought that... What? You mean you aired that because you didn't have enough filler? Well, kinda, but that's, that's not the coup de grace, my sneaky friend. Oh, no. Days before this whole thing went down, right... Is it coming back to you now? I was rushing around to get things done and prepped for that interview portion we had with Sunshine Griffith, and on my way to feed the Japanese pocket squirrels, I find smoke pouring out from under their door. So, you know, I'm frantically trying to break the door down, and, uh, well, all of a sudden... I break it down. I got... Hey. Hey. What? What the hell? What's going on in here? Looks like something out of a Frankenstein set. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. What's with the bucket? Come on, guys. What's with the... Oh! Oh! Oh, thanks. Merry Christmas. Oh, God. Still gets me every time. Oh, grand. I'm, I'm delighted you're so easily amused by that. That's, uh... But, uh, but, but that went up before I had any knowledge of what was actually going to be aired. And uh, at that precise moment in time when I was trying to wrangle whether I was going to fix all this and get it off there or whatever, internet went down. That's right. Whole thing went down, couldn't get in or out of anything. So I'm staring at a blank screen, and uh, there you go. So there it went. <laughs> hey, T, 
tit for tat, buckaroo. Well, that's easy for you to say. And, uh, and, uh, Mr. Sardonicus over there, while you're smiling like that, let me just tell you, this, of course, means war. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> when we return, a, uh, revisit with John the Heathen by request, and, uh, a host of other squidly things. Be right back. So, uh, over the uh, past few weeks, we've, we've actually had requests for a few things, and no one is more tickled and delighted than I when that happens. Because <laughs> that is actually nice to know that there's somebody at least taking notes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's, that's good. So uh, we had a uh, request here for a uh, twisted epiphany that we did a while back. Must have been about 20 shows ago now, I guess. And, um, and uh, even though we're kind of past the Halloween celebrations and all. Um, Not by much. True enough. So I think it still fits with the uh, creepy overcast of the season here. It's it's one written by Jeff Pollard and read by him as well, entitled John the Heathen. Extending Oily Greeting. Meet John the Heathen. of no feeling but dank twisted meaning greasy fingertips teasing cold blood rage seething blade thrust for no reason Thus fleeting. Inflicted mental treason. Black memories receding. Murky surf revealing. Mutilated bones. He sends the brain reeling. This John, the heathen.
A twisted epiphany there from Jeff Pollard entitled John the Heathen. You know, I sometimes wonder about that guy. Kind of scary, you know? What? You're creeped out by Jeff? <laughs> Mr. Paranormal Man back there, please. Yeah, yeah, I know, but how does he come up with this stuff? I don't know, but <laughs> it's a fave of mine for sure. And uh, more fun and games coming from the mind of Mr. Pollard very soon, we promise you that. And uh, speaking of fun and games, I was uh, listening to a recent Overnightscape Hosted by the inimitable Frank Edward Nora on this here channel, The Overnightscape Underground. And this was a, a few shows back now, as uh, I'm, a, I, I'm a wee slow to catch up on the insanely prolific output on this channel. <laughs> it's just, it is a little insane. I find if I, I lose one or two days, it's like, oh, there's 97 programs to catch up with now. Uh, um... Yeah, it's a little it's a little daunting at at times, but uh, anyway, this goes back to what was it? Yeah, that was uh, episode twelve twenty four of the Overnightscape uh, Tetra Darkening for all you playing along at home. Thank you. But uh, anyway, so Frank somehow got on the topic of habit trails, which are those uh, contraptions that are created for your furry little pets to climb around in and on and under and drive themselves into a kind of petulant frenzy at some point and... Hey, I saw what you did there. Oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, petulant. Yeah, yeah, how, how clever of me. Definitely shows why you're making the bank. Oh, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Uh, so where was I? I was sidetracked by my unconscious inner Henny Youngman. Or was that Toady Fields? Oh, bonus. Bonus round. Yeah. 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 Woo, now you're reaching. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Frank was talking about these here habit trail things and asked the question there in the show, if I had one of those things for the uh, little Japanese pocket squirrels. Well, I actually don't, as it turns out. Uh, those rascals have a sort of quasi-free reign in the place and probably would end up converting it into some kind of strip club or some variance thereof. That's a bad thing? Well, I guess that's purely subjective, isn't it? Oh, oh, what, 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 Stop the presses. How could I forget? Yeah, I had yet another surprise this morning. Hey, well, I, I don't know anything about whatever is next in your surprise bag. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sure you don't know anything about this. But uh, it'll probably thrill you to no end. Here, wait a minute. Here we go. You know, it was in an open box of Malto meal that guess what I found and put in this jar. Oh, man. Really? Well, I've been looking all over for that one. Yeah, well, I, I still think there are two more of your fallopian racing hamsters loose around here, but uh, maybe they'll show up. You know, because if this one did, he was just gorging himself silly in that bowl. Or her, I'm not sure. Do you know? I don't know. It won't sit still long enough to find out. So anyway, I will, uh, I will uh, leave this one with you to do as you do. Whatever that is. Hey. Bow 13.
Ingeniously applying the samurai code in a modern context, Toshio realized that seppuku, the honorable suicide of ancient Japan, could be automated. So, a marvelous term, coined by the folks who uh, should know such things, the uh, technical and software programmer types, have a term to describe possible flaws in a circuit or program code or what have you called FOIC. I so love this term. <laughs> it stands for familiar only if known a term we can easily apply in virtually everything we do or try to communicate with others. Brilliant. I was introduced to this term a, a short time back by uh, John Barber, who teaches uh, a course at Washington State University on interface design. And this was one of the things that they deal with all the time. It's a series of variables that are only familiar to those who understand them. If you don't understand them, then they're not familiar. Seems logical, right? Well, I got inspired by this idea because there's a sushi place I like to frequent. And uh, one night I'm, I'm sitting in there and I hear a couple of folks behind me just having the time of their lives. You know what I mean? And it wasn't because the fish was dancing. It was just hilarious. And they were discussing some characters or some game, story, or anime thing. I don't know what, but what struck me was that I was in this complete vacuum of understanding. I had absolutely no context for anything that they were talking about. And I mean, you know, I, I could kind of imagine what they were referencing, but really no way of knowing what the in-jokes were all about that they were enjoying so heartily. And I mean... Really? Big time. You ever been to a con? Buddy. Well, you know, well, you probably don't, but back in the day, you know, we made the circuit doing those things with the other radio series we were producing back in the 80s. And uh, yeah, I have uh, many semi-delirious memories of that ill-fated time, you know, being asked continuity questions concerning episodes of the series I long forgot and... You know, having to punt my way through them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which actually is another good segue because this is what I'm talking about. We, uh, we tend to live in a very self-referential time right now, particularly with all the social media buzzment going on. Uh, people are very fixated on their own worlds, right? You know? And hence, sometimes we get these, like, cryptic posts that someone will do on Facebook may only be five or six words, which uh, may be really <laughs> either a cry for help or uh, a play for sympathy or a ransom note. I don't know. But whatever, the point is that many times we may jabber on about something that positively no one around us has either a clue about or more importantly, an interest in. And it becomes yet again a foik of personal origin. The fault in this code, ladies and gentlemen, is us. Or, or take, take um, video games, for instance. Now, I've had the pleasure of recording many voices here 
for assorted games from uh, publishers all over the place. But even though it's not a big interest of mine, oftentimes these are a hoot to do. They're fun and uh, people have a good time. I tell you what, get into a group of uh, game designers or players and it's like some undiscovered country I just got <laughs> just got dropped into. It's really alienating. It's very interesting, actually. I have a couple of associates who are uh, uh, voices in this this Dota project, this uh, game that's uh, I think Valve produces, Defenders of the something or other, uh, <laughs> and uh, and they got you know sent out to these huge conventions where, and I mean huge, soccer stadium filled types of places you know it's just you can't imagine the amount of people and i'm just thinking wow you know it'd be kind of an interesting uh experiment in deprivation to just uh, you know go there and sit and listen for a minute because it would be like they were talking a foreign language you you wouldn't have any idea what was going on there and and it's not just video games too it's uh i see this all the time now in programming as well where you know you have to kind of be there to get the joke. And frankly, in, in any of my radio experience, that usually meant someone was a little too much in their head and not working with the audience in mind. Which is why, on occasion, many of us here on the uh, channel, and I, I hear this done all the time, and I, for one, really appreciate it, when someone recapitulates, when someone, if they are referencing uh, an earlier thing that happened, We'll give you a little background on that and not presume that everybody is following along because they know you intimately. That's really handy for anyone who is playing along at home, if you know what I mean. So um, another source of inspiration for me here is that, you know, there are a lot of broadcasters out there that don't even do that. So <laughs> it's nice to hear it here. I appreciate it, really. And, and I have to say, I stand here guilty as any who has done like an episodic series of any kind. I mean, at some point, particularly back in the day when one didn't have access to like, you know, earlier shows or, uh, or at least not easily, you just have to presume your audience will follow along. But as characters get added and the backstory becomes more complex, then the first time visitor to a show like this uh, is in for a challenging ride, you know? A high-concept ride, as they say. Yeah, I'd say someone must have been pretty high to write some of the stuff I've seen lately. Indeed, yeah. And, and you know, luckily, these days, we have uh, some fairly decent streaming services that uh, allow for easy catch-up on all the plot twists and shenanigans that go on. So, uh, I don't know. More ear food for consideration. <laughs> The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. And judging by the melting clock on the wall, that's going to do it for this edition of Fusebox. Next time, we'll have some uh, moments to share with you from uh, what's becoming an epic search for the intern for our humble program here. And believe me, you will not want to miss that. 
Special thanks to Carol Adams and Jeff Pollard for their audio audacity on this one. Want to take a moment to say that uh, this is the season to be gifty. So when uh, looking for that unique and uh, indispensable item for a friend or foe, please consider the Fusebox store. We uh, have a growing assortment of clever things springing up there, and it certainly assists in uh, holding down the ever-growing debt this show incurs each month. Seriously. Give it a quick peek by uh, going to the Fusebox Facebook page and uh, just clicking on the little store button there, the Buy Now button, or by going to the Paint Almost Dry website, thefuseboxshow.com, and uh, click on the store link to be handily whisked away to aforementioned shopping lists. Thanks to Mr. Keynes over there for technical assistance and prune Danish. I'm here to serve. Yes, you are. To serve Danish. And thanks to you, wise and obviously discriminating listeners of Audio Fair, for pushing play on this edition of Fusebox. And this is your randomly assiduous host, Mark Rose, saying, until our next cartoon.